quite a big week this week for various reasons. I, I've, I've started this podcast by saying that before, haven't I? That, that feels quite familiar. Yeah, it's, it's slightly familiar, but, but yeah, no, it's, it's all got a bit real this week, hasn't it? I've got very, yeah, I thought what I'd do is um, kind of cancel my biggest contract the exact same week that we have the biggest cost of living crisis ever known to man. I thought that'd be quite good timing. Yeah, you, you pulled a blinder there. Really well timed, yeah. Um, yeah, but no, this, this is the first week I've gone completely solo with what whatever it is I'm doing. The, the biggest problem I've got now is explaining to people what I do. It was difficult before when because I, I was in marketing and explaining what you do in marketing is very difficult But because um, it's just all bullshit, to be honest. But um, with this, it's even harder because people say, well, well what's, what, what are you doing now then? And you kind of say, well, I sort of make videos and write stuff every day. <laughs> That's... Don't. Thing is, I don't like the word influencer. I hate that word. Yeah, no, it's um, a horrible word. Yeah, not nice at all. Um, but I, well, I don't. I don't think you're. I think that's a, a large part of your appeal is that you don't aspire to be an influencer. Your your job is not to, or you know, your your mission is is not to uh, to influence people, but just tell them what you think about stuff, and then they can make their own decision. I guess so. Ironically, I'm more easily influenced, as we know, to buy things. So I'm, yeah, it's kind of the opposite way around, isn't it? But, um, but yeah, it's it's all got very real now, which is exciting and scary in equal measure. Um, I finally got control of my diary again, which I keep telling people, and then you realise that you just fill the diary with stuff that you did, you weren't doing before, and continue to moan about having no time to do stuff. Um, I'm not sure what the solution is to that. I don't know if you have the same problem, but it's just. As soon as I have space in the diary, it gets filled with stuff. Uh, well, yeah, but I mean, I'm 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 not a I'm not a free agent, sadly. So yeah, <laughs> no, my my calendar is a train wreck all of the time. Well, particularly so. I, mean, I work for an American company, and their clocks changed two weeks before ours, and so I moved a bunch of stuff around, and then obviously our clocks changed, and then everything was just uh, just a mess. So yeah, yeah, this week has been awful. Horrid, yeah. I don't miss Teams. I'll tell you that much. That was that was exciting, uninstalling that. There were two things that were nice last week. Uninstalling Teams was just blissful. Like from every device I've got, it just gone. And then um, removing all of the calendar items from, you know, my other contract, just gone. It was just very, felt very freeing. Slightly scary, like I say, but also very freeing. But um, yeah, Teams is a big, a big upside to not have to use that anymore yeah but uh it swings and roundabouts isn't it because as well as the the joy of uninstalling teams that last friday you had a bit of an issue didn't you remind me what happened last friday well youtube broke didn't it oh of course <laughs> it did yeah oh god yeah yeah we might as well talk about that uh, <laughs> it's weird how these things happen isn't it when you make a big decision and you go into something full-time and everything just starts breaking. But yeah, YouTube was completely broken for a day. Um, and most people will, probably wouldn't have noticed it really, but obviously if you were creating stuff and uploading stuff, you really noticed it. And basically, to cut a long story short, you, you could upload things, you could upload videos, but it wouldn't process them. It would just be stuck on processing for hours and hours and hours. And, and normally processing takes, at the most, five minutes. Um, sometimes it's, it's almost instant. Um, so yeah, I spent all day on... So it was Thursday last week, wasn't it? Oh, was it Thursday? No, sorry, no, 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 no sorry, it was Friday. No, ignore me. It was Friday because it was my Friday video. Um, and yeah, I've not... Basically, since I started the channel and since I started uploading two videos a week, I've never missed either a Tuesday or a Friday. It's Without fail, those videos have gone up there. And they've gone up there by three o'clock. That's my publishing time. And um, yeah, it was getting per perilously close to three o'clock and it was still not processing and I'd been speaking to youtube on twitter and then you, as soon as i think you did the same thing as soon as you searched searched for twitter uh, sorry at youtube processing on twitter that day it was just flooded with with people having the same problem yeah you know, people say i saw one person say um please youtube I'm, I'm on my 474th consecutive upload of my daily vlog please don't do this to me um so my my issue wasn't quite as big as that but it's yeah it was really annoying and they, they just had these kind of 
carbon copy responses to people, including Rene Ritchie, who there's a really funny exchange between him and, and YouTube, um, yeah, basically you know, teaching him how to suck egg. Yeah, well, we will have to to link to that. Yeah, YouTube YouTube support essentially telling Rene Ritchie to turn it off and on again. <laughs> Check his internet connection. It's just Rene Ritchie of all people. Yeah, I think he knows what he's doing, doesn't he? And uh, it's just one of those things where it's it, it was so clearly broken. All we wanted them to say was, we know. And they did eventually. They did kind of admit it. But, um, And I, I haven't mentioned, but even two or three days afterwards, I kept getting tweets from them saying, don't worry, we're looking into this, like replying to my original tweet from like three days ago. So it's just a case of like yeah, support bots and things, I suppose. But um, yeah, it, it did get fixed eventually, I think by about nine o'clock that night. So I didn't miss the day. I got, I got it published on the Friday, but I missed my 3 p.m. And for someone who's kind of fastidious as me, that was really annoying. Um that's just that's first world problems isn't it everything's fine now yeah it's just a a worrying start to your (laughs) first (laughs) first video as a as a a free agent yeah there was that there's also i've got another video i I don't think i can mention the the brand but um i've got another video that was supposed to come out last saturday um it's a a review of a home security system and um oh did you get a replacement one after you broke the first one I did, yeah. So again, to cut another long story short, I um, the the hub just stopped working. It's got a, like a hub you put on the wall and what have you. And um, I was halfway through setting that that up originally. And obviously, to do this, I'm I'm filming it all. So I'm doing I'm filming all the the B roll for it and filming the process of unboxing it and stuff. Um, but it just stopped working. And and I looked into the, how to reset it. And obviously, there's this little kind of pinhole that you you poke something in to reset it. And I, don't, I still don't know why I did this, but the only thing I had was a pencil nearby. And obviously the pencil snapped in the little hole and <laughs> set it into this kind of permanent restarting state. And I could not get this little bit of lead out of there. So I had to send this really embarrassing email to this brand saying, um, you know that video I'm supposed to be publishing on Saturday? Ain't going to happen because I've broken the hub. Um, they were very good about it, very nice about it. Sent me another one. That came out uh, yesterday. And that didn't work either for a time. Um, it was, everything was kind of like stuck in this this kind of permanent reboot loop. And it turned out eventually that it was to do with something had been saved on their cloud to do the setting, which had screwed it all up. But you know, when you just think something, you know, this wouldn't have happened three weeks ago when I was doing, when I wasn't full time. Um, everything's kind of being, seems to be getting it's in the way. All, all testing you at the moment. These things are put here to test us, Rob. That's what it's all about. Uh, but yeah, no, I like it. I like being a full-time YouTuber. Um, I've even got the Xbox fridge now to, hey. to kind of solidify. Yeah, I just need a Tesla that. next. That's the next thing. You just need a what, sorry? A Tesla. That's the next thing I need to buy. You do. Yeah, you can't, be a, te- you can't be a tech YouTuber without a Tesla. Yeah. Just hasn't got a proper engine though, so that ain't going to happen. And oh, and a motorised skateboard. That's the next thing. Oh, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Go full Casey like that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. Um, we were saying before we started recording, this is probably one of the one of the most random lists that we've, or random pre-prepared lists that we've ever put together for the podcast. So it's going to be a wild ride, I think. Um, but it starts with the Apple Studio Display, doesn't it? Which I've now had for two or three weeks, a couple of weeks, is it? Um, it's it's all right. <laughs> I was trying to think about, about what to say about it before we started recording, and I, there's not much to say really. It's just it does the job. It looks really nice. It's a 5K iMac screen, which is nice. It's a bit brighter than the, the kind of outgoing 5K iMac. Um, you know, I edit videos on it. I do some other work on it occasionally. It's very convenient. It's nice just to rock up and plug your MacBook in and not worry about anything else. And it just works flawlessly with the Mac, obviously. Um, that's about it, really. The speakers are all right. I've been using the speakers to monitor myself a little bit in terms of checking audio um, and that sort of stuff, along with the headphones that I normally use, which, which is quite nice. I've been doing it on the MacBook Pro as well, so it's that's all good. Um, yeah, it's just so expensive. I can't recommend anyone buy it, really. That, that's that's the biggest problem with it, really. I think unless you've got surplus money in your business um, and not much sense, <laughs> I include myself in that. Um, yeah. yeah well, what, what are your thoughts about Obviously, you haven't got one. You've, you've, you've gone with, uh, down a different route, but what, what are your thoughts on it, having digested them for a bit um i i'm, I'm of the same opinion as you it's a lovely thing but it's just it's too much money for for most people most of the time but then you know i i'm not sure that it's aimed at most people most of the time is it is it is aimed at people that work in a studio mm. um 
who probably aren't going to be paying for it themselves. So like you say, you know, if you're going to, if it's going on the business, then it's neither here nor there, is it? But the, uh, I've, I've got a graphic designer friend who absolutely hates Apple. We're, we're talking, you know, we'll go into uh, that the very sight of an iPhone brings about irrational rage. Um, but even he concedes that um, the 27-inch iMac is is the best tool for the job for, for graphic design, particularly with it come, when it comes to typesetting, because right. of the because of the scaling and the sharpness. Um, so yeah, so his work obviously is graphic designer. He has to use Mac because well, I mean you don't have to, but like they for for that sort of stuff they use. Um, these Macs, he's got a, a work-provided 27-inch iMac, and uh, yeah, he begrudgingly uses it because it's the best tool for the job for for certain elements of his workflow. I mean, he also does you know, 3D modeling and stuff, and he's got like a an Alienware, um, you know, RTX beast of a laptop because of the the something something cuda something something you know that's very important yep. apparently um so yeah staunch pc and android guy loves the display in the 27 inch 5k imac so yeah if you're a graphic yeah. designer it's a no-brainer i think yeah so when it when it comes to the studio display i i think that is the key thing with it it's the 5k part of it basically and there's nothing comparable and what's interesting the the my kind of the video review i did of it the fact i didn't mention any other 5k display got a lot of people's goats up mm. until they realized that there isn't anything to compare it with so you have to compare it against 4k you know the likes of the huawei that you've got um oh which which inst- incidentally is available for 399 pounds directly from uh huawei on their website with and i'll, I'll post a coupon for an additional five percent off to bring the price down yes, to 379 um, but you can also get it on amazon for 399 pounds but depending on your account you may be able to pay that in five interest free Depends what what sort of standing you're in with Amazon. Not everyone will get offered it, but you know, you know, some people will get offered five interest-free payments on it. Right, it's just crazy, isn't it? They're virtually giving it away. It, yeah. So I mean, I've had it for obviously you know a, a few weeks now, and I I really do enjoy it a lot. The the I mean, if I had to pick one, you know, if I had to pick. A whole you know find some flaw is that sometimes the display won't wake from sleep well or rather the display will wake from sleep but my mac mini won't talk to it so i just have to turn it off and turn it back on again and then it all flicks back but i i don't i can't say that that's a fault of the monitor because my ultra wide did that from time to time as well it's just occasionally the computer isn't talking to the monitor and you've just got to turn it off and on again and then it, it's, it's fine. But obviously I've also got like a, a weird setup because I've got a KVM switch in the middle as well. So it could be, it could well be that. That's I've had that with the, with the um, studio display as well. Though. Oh, I've had you? it where it's not, yeah, I've had to unplug the, the cable and put it back in and it's, it's suddenly come on. Yeah. Interesting. Because I, I would have thought that like, you know, if you're paying that much money and it's, you know, an Apple display connected to an Apple computer, it would just yep. connect first time every time. Nine ninety nine times out of hundred it does, but it's it's that one time once or twice I've had it where it hasn't for whatever reason. Oh, I feel so. much better about this then. <laughs> there you go. So you should. Um, but yeah, it's 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 it's. I don't know. I, I think as we've said before, I, I think this has been talked about quite a lot. But I think it's the fact that they set the the bar so high price wise and everything else wise with the Pro Display XDR. Yeah, this this should be a thousand pound thousand dollar monitor, but then they would they would never have made it that price. It's just. I think for, even for them, fifteen hundred quid, sixteen hundred dollars is absolute. It's pushing it for, the, for even for Apple. I think really. Well, we're, particularly when you can get a four K display for the price of just the height adjustable stand. Yeah, that kind of says it all, doesn't it? Really. Yeah. Um, four K is good enough. It's good enough. It, it is. I agree. Uh, unless you you have a very specific need for five K. I guess the other thing is if you're if you're editing video. That'd be another good thing because you could have your full video at full resolution and still space for some UI. 
it's it's a lovely uh, monitor for for editing video 100% yeah it, for that it's um I'll, I'll get i think i'll get my money's worth out of it just in terms of how how much i use it for that so that i I've, I've got no qualms with it in that regard but um even that's pushing it a bit because you know I've, I've edited most of my videos either on this laptop or on my you can see it in the background on the um ultra wide behind me so it's just a lot of money and also there's some interesting stuff i mean you mentioned there's a lot of things coming on the market monitor wise but there's a a new samsung display isn't, isn't there the, the m8 oh yeah you've seen this it's, uh, it, it looks, looks very familiar it doesn't does. it? it's, it's curiously familiar that one the samsung m8 the new one but it's so it's 32 inch so it's, it's bigger than the studio display uh, 60 hertz obviously um it's compatible interestingly with airplay which i thought was interesting um decks obviously which i've not used yet but i'm gonna at some point dive into um it's got this weird kind of it's called the slim fit cam which i think mag like with via magnets attaches to the monitor doesn't it oh yeah this is a real this is a real trend in webcams at the moment i've seen a number of products you know uh, monitors and where yeah the webcams are magnetic now yeah well so normally they well most of the ones that i've seen they sort of magnetically attach around the display except for that one weird dell one i saw that could actually magnetically attach in the middle of the display so that you were always (laughs) perfectly centered yeah weird isn't it but yeah i think that's that's just how that's that's what webcams do now that's it that's it isn't it unless it's a, a studio display webcam but um Ooh, yeah yeah. I, I, yeah just very quickly on that i've, I've installed the update on mine mm-hmm. it doesn't make any difference really it looks a, a little bit better but oh so they pushed no, an it, update out already so. yeah it's, it, it was out a little while ago actually um not long after i posted my video it was um it was available well, but, um, sort of in the in the notes it was like it should improve something like that webcam yeah. quality and it doesn't it didn't. okay well we didn't think it would. It made a difference to the center stage thing that that seemed a bit more responsive but apart from that no, nothing um but going back to the samsung m8 uh, what's interesting that they call it a do it all screen don't they that's their that's one of the taglines um because it's basically just a tv it's got tv built into it hasn't it? it's got tv services mm. um I think you've kind of, I think a few people actually have, have kind of looked at the studio display and thought, why isn't this an Apple TV? Well, because well, it's, it's, got, it's got better than Apple TV specs in it. It's got a newer A chip and it's got 64 gigs of RAM, which is double the base Apple TV. So it's got better than Apple TV specs and they're not doing anything with it. It's very strange. Have you seen that teardown from iFixit where it's got it's got more stuff in it, more computer stuff in it than an iMac? <laughs> yeah, that was, that was amusing. Was like they did a survey of their staff, didn't they? And a, a number of yeah. them got it wrong. They said, well, which one's the iMac, which one's the studio display? And a number of them got it wrong. <laughs> it's unbelievable. But they, they must be planning. Well, maybe they're not, but it, it looks like they're planning something with it. But then here you've got Samsung actually doing that. They've created this monitor that looks nice. Um, it's got from the looks of it, all the kind of specs that you'd want, and you can use it as a, t- as a TV if you want to. Well, 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 not just as a TV, not just as any TV, but you can use Apple TV Plus on it <laughs> natively. And AirPlay. And AirPlay. How much is it? I, I couldn't find the price. I don't know if it's um, if it's pre-order or something. but Yeah, I couldn't find the price. Um, yeah, so I, I, it, it's, it's literally only just been announced. But mm. I'm, off the top of my head, I'm sure I saw something in the region of about $800. Okay. That sounds about right, doesn't it? Still a lot cheaper than Apple's effort, definitely. But Yeah, but I mean, it's a consumer yeah. display. It wouldn't. I shouldn't imagine it would be particularly colour accurate. Or no. That sort of stuff. But yeah, for for a lot of people, that will that will do the job, won't it? Completely, absolutely, and yeah, and it and it looks like a twenty four inch iMac. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it looks ridiculously similar. <laughs> like even, even down to like the mimicking the the colours. Yeah, and the base as well looks very similar, doesn't it? I, I couldn't find any information about whether or not it was metal. It looks metal, but I think it's just mm. metal effect plastic, isn't it? Yeah, probably. But either we'll way, see. it's very it's a very pretty looking thing. I agree. It's nice. Um talking of tvs and stuff uh we talked a few episodes ago about sky didn't we and obviously this is mainly for the uk view, uh, viewers uh, listeners who will be aware of what sky is uh, for anyone who's not sky is the uk pretty much our only option for satellite tv over here been around for many 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 years um and i think i'm right, right there's, in saying, there's free sat oh sorry free sat there is free sat but it's the it's the only satellite tv that's worth going for really isn't it um but I think I'm right in saying that both of us now have waved goodbye 
to Sky. I know you kind of had this kind of on-off thing going with them for a while, but um, you are, you have finally bit the bullet, haven't you? Yeah, I, I, was, I, I don't think we talked about my detour, did we? we so did. yeah, I mean, a while back we talked about how I was annoyed because they put my price up, and then I had to. I, I was on the phone with them for a good hour, like haggling over the price, and then they, you know, we agreed on a price, and then my first bill came through, and it was the price that they'd said at the outset that they were going to put my my bill up to. So you know, so then I, I cancelled again. I, there was a load. There was a load of touring. For, oh, that's what they did. They, I managed to, I managed to get through to their cancellations department, and I eventually cancelled. But then they went on a relentless campaign for about two weeks. They sent me by every means of contact they could. They sent me a text with a, with an offer, an email with a better offer. A few days later, they sent me a letter in the post with an even better offer. Several days later, and then they phoned me up and offered me a ludicrous package, which is basically everything that I had before for half what I was paying before. Crazy, and that was over the phone. And yep. I was like, right, okay, fine, do it. And then, within nineteen days, they'd put the price up again. <laughs> So I really am cancelled properly yeah. now. They're gone, never going back. Oh, and actually, I haven't told you this, have I? So where I had, so where I've effectively cancelled twice. I cancelled the first time, and then they won me back with their relentless campaign of offers, and I've cancelled the second time. That first cancellation was still on their system, so they were expecting their equipment back. Right. Okay. If you don't send the equipment back within a certain period of time, they will fine you essentially. Um, and they've basically that that it didn't drop off the system and obviously i didn't return the equipment because i came back and i was using it <laughs> um but essentially they've they've auto fined me like 185 quid for not returning <laughs> the equipment that i needed to use the service Ugh. that i had signed up for so yeah i i hate them they're just uh, i think I, I wrote about this this week and Technically, it's a brilliant system. This is what's so annoying about it. They've, they've done. You said in the past about you know the mesh networking stuff, and it's actually a really cool thing to use. But it's just ruined by these contracts and the, the way they approach everything. And like like you said, that relentless chasing to get you back, which only results in millions of people paying completely different tariffs for the same. And you know, you speak to your mate or your your sister, and that you find out they're paying less than you, and they've got a better package than you. In terms of customer satisfaction and all that stuff. It's just an absolute mess, I think. Yeah, it's no good. No good. But anyway, we're, we yeah. are fully Apple TV, all all Apple TV all the time now. Yeah, yeah. And it is weird. I mean, I've gone with Now TV. I think, have you done the same? No, because I hate Sky. <laughs> That's true, because it is still, it is technically Sky, isn't it, to be fair? But it's their streaming oh. service. Yeah. Well, how is it? It's all right. I think it's made me realise how little we actually needed Sky because I've pretty much only got now to watch the F1. And that's about it. Occas what else do we watch on there? In fact, that's that's pretty much it because everything else we watch on Terrestrial. So we watch it on BBC, you know, iPlayer or... Yeah, my girlfriend, she watches... She's the only person in the UK who watches Home and Away. So she gets that on My5, whatever it's called. Um, you don't technically have to use Now TV for anything apart from Sky Sports if you're interested in that. We've got the movies. We don't, again, I don't think we'll keep that. I've got quite a good deal from Now, so they, they were doing quite a good, um, like a nine-month deal for for everything, for like half of what I was paying on, on Sky. Um, so, but, but I probably won't keep the, the movies after that because we, we don't really use them because we watch stuff on Disney and Netflix and what have you. Are you paying for the HD upgrade because it's 720p as standard and you have to yeah. pay a fiver, don't you, to upgrade to 1080p? It's called Boost. Yeah, and you get um, 5.1 for that as well. But that's been, I think that's been thrown in for three months. Or something. It's quite a good deal I've got. So um, I've gone for all that. But I, I am debating how much we're going to use it, really. I think most of the stuff we're going to do is on, on the kind of native... Um, you know, apps for, like I say, BBC, etc. What are you doing? How, how are you using Apple TV now? Um, so we've got all of the, the local channels, your BBC, ITV, Channel 4, 5, because so they've all got pretty good apps. Yep. Um, and that all works fine. You can watch live TV. I mean, it's... It, what The one thing that we do miss is is just channel hopping and just randomly stumbling across something. Yeah. Because you've got... 
the, the the sort of live TV options are all in separate apps. It's not quite as fluid to just have a look around it. Just because every now and again you do stumble across an absolute gem that you wouldn't have, you didn't know was out. You would never have gone looking for it, and it, you were just watching it because it's on. And you've yeah. come across some fascinating documentaries and and uh, and naked attraction. <laughs> Everyone's everyone's accidentally put that on, haven't they? <laughs> <laughs> At just the wrong moment, normally as well. Just well, for the benefit of people outside of the UK, Naked Attraction is absolute trash. It's the it's the worst kind of TV. Uh, what channel is it? Channel Four it's, or Five? I think it's Four, isn't it? It might be Five. But essentially, it's a dating show where you select your your date purely based on their body. Like you don't even see their face until the end. Well, initially, you, you select them based on their genitals. That's yeah, pretty that's much the way it, it that's works. Basically it's the first it, yeah. thing you see, isn't it? Rather than seeing their face <laughs> for the first time, is if, if you walk into a pub and see this person, no, you get this little, <laughs> this kind of thing slowly lifting up above their legs. And yeah, very strange. So yeah, so anyway, so we've all stumbled across that. So yeah, yeah. I, there was a bit of FOMO. What, what else am I going to miss out on from, <laughs> from hopping out to, to channel hop? It doesn't in, sound, in like, sound like a bad thing, does it? But uh, but for everything else, it's it's brilliant. So we've got so we've got BBC, ITV, Channel Four, Channel Five, um, and then all the usual streaming services. So we've got the Netflix, we've got the uh, Amazon Prime, got Disney Plus, um, and they're all brilliant. Mm. I think the the video quality is fantastic. It is. Well, yeah. Your it's your 4K. Yeah, it is 4K. Oh no, is it? It's your AV receiver that can't pass through. That's right. The signals. Yeah. That's what I have to go saying. direct to the TV. Yeah. So. Yeah, I just, I think the video quality via, for cer- certain programs, so you know, some stuff you're streaming and it's it's 1080p or worse. Yeah. But when you get a, a full fat 4K program, HDR with Dobly Atmos and all that, you know, the full works, it's amazing. Yeah, I agree completely. I think you've made a really good point though about channel hopping. There is that it takes a bit of adjusting, and I haven't really done it yet because actually our, our Sky is still working. It's not hasn't quite been switched off completely yet. So I, I do well, find do, myself. Well, do make sure you return your box in time. I, I will. They will charge you. I will absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, th- there is that thing where you you, you 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 kind of go into the Apple TV and you kind of think, well, now what? Because <laughs> normally you'd kind of go through yeah BBC One, BBC Two, and you can still do that, but you have to really proactively do it you know, go into the app go into the channel section live tv whatever it might be and those apps are really like you said that the the, um, the the kind of native um channel apps i think are really good much better than, than the um, now tv app um, but yeah there's that kind of moment where you have to readjust your thinking about how you use it um, you've got to have a very specific thing that you want to watch rather than just kind of idly flicking through um you can't like i say you can do that on now but the, the app isn't great it's got the worst um kind of planner thing ever it's like you get now and next nothing you can't go any further forward than that um it's very basic but yeah i don't know i, I think given i think just given that the cost of sky you know I've, I've halved the bill i don't know how much it's been for you but it's it's a significant drop in price um and everything's still there and apple tv is such a nice platform to use yeah so so far so good i'm yeah. loving it I've saved a load of money and i think i've got a better experience me too we're never going back to Sky, no matter how many letters they send us. <laughs> oh, I, I do have to—I do have to say that, they, that, that Sky have agreed to refund the erroneous charge, obviously. But it's just the fact that I had to sit there for half an hour on hold and talk to someone, just wasting more of my time. Never again. Never again. Mm. Moving on to Sony. And I missed this announcement. I know you were all talking about it on the Discord server. I had a very quick look before we started recording. Um, and basically, it's a, it's a, from what I can tell, it's a game subscription service, isn't it? For is it $10 a month or something, nine ninety nine a month. Um, uh, well, yes, it's Sony's equivalent of Xbox Game Pass. So yeah. Microsoft have been doing this for a while. And it's very good. And uh, yeah, so Sony are getting involved with a game, game subscription service. And it's a bit... Uh, it's a bit meh. <laughs> well, it's, it's for PS2, PS3 and PS4, isn't it? There's no PS5. Is that right? Well, yeah, so you, it, it, there's, there's, there, there are several tiers. So the 9.99 tier is your regular like PS Plus that you would have had anyway for your cloud saves and 
and two free games a month and that sort of stuff. The subscription services, I think, is $14.99, They've got tiers, and each tier gets you additional stuff. But, you know, depending which tier you go for, you can have access to, like, a library of about 300 games that you can just download and play at will, you know, like like Apple Arcade, but for your console. Whether it's whether you've got a PS4 or a PS5, does, doesn't matter. But... And then there's a, a higher tier where you can get like a virtual console um, that allows you to play old retro games as okay. well. Nice. So you know, it, it's kind of cool. It's not any. It's not anything that we haven't already seen on the Xbox side of the fence. But my issue with it is that Xbox Game Pass has really good like first party titles sony are not doing that no. so they're all of the best games you will still have to purchase separately so i haven't yet seen anywhere like a, a comprehensive list of the 300 games so you get 300 games on one tier and then you get those 300 games plus another 400 games right, or yeah. something on the highest tier yep. i don't know what those games are they might be there might be some gems in there. It might be mostly rubbish. I don't know. I haven't seen it. But yeah, overall, it was just, it was a bit kind of, they're just catching up. Hmm. Um, I'm yeah. not massively excited about it. No. I mean, I, I'm so out of gaming these days. I, I used to game quite a lot, but not for many years. So it's, um, I'm a bit out of the loop really. But I, I just wonder how, I mean, nine ninety nine. It's it's that kind of standard subscription fee, isn't it? it, it arbitrary number that all these services seem to put on their their base level tier. But um, I just wonder how how you get the maximum value out of that. Because how many games are you going to play in a month realistically? Because I assume you can just play them. You can install them, play and play them whenever whenever you want to, can't you? Yeah, you can download as many as you want, play as many as you want, as, as long as you maintain your subscription, you can keep keep playing. I guess if you've got a fairly big household of of gamers. It makes sense, possibly, because you know, maybe. Well, maybe not. no, because you wouldn't you wouldn't want other people messing with your stats. It's your idea, isn't it? I suppose, yeah. Yeah, it's tricky, isn't it? Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe, you know, maybe maybe if you if you had a, a a collection of people in one location that didn't care about their trophies and progress and stuff, then yeah, mm. maybe that would work. But yeah, I don't I don't think that's a good selling point. Because you were hoping for something else, weren't you, in terms of the announcement this week? I think you were looking forward to an update on their VR stuff, weren't you? Uh, well, I mean, they, they have put out various press releases about PSVR too, so we know what it's sort of roughly what it's going to look like. But yeah, I thought because there were there was sort of all sorts of swirl about Sony making some big announcements this past week, and uh, yeah, we 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 got a, a a rubbish Xbox Game Pass for PlayStation. Shame. So yeah, no, I'm, I'm very excited for PSVR too because I'm, I'm I'm loving the the VR. You've got to get involved with VR. It's, it's really it's so difficult to articulate what a, 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 a fun experience mm. is to be in the game. I do want to experience it. I, I think when when that happens, when they when they update, when the new one comes out, I'll probably invest in it. I think for for the studio and have a have a little VR station somewhere in here. Yeah. Although the old uh, Oculus. Two is the, the, the Oculus Quest is getting a bit long in the tooth. I'm, I imagine we, we might see an update to that this year. Yeah, and that's all. That's a sort of standalone, much more, uh, you know, accessible in both in terms of price, but also it's not tethered with a cable. Right. Okay. It's a bit more um, approachable. It sounds yeah. Bit. So I think if you're going to dip your toe in the VR water, I'd start with an Oculus Quest. Maybe the Oculus. Hmm. I might have to look into that. That might be my next. One of my next uh, purchases. Um, uh, we, we are jumping around now. Dyson's Bizarre Air Purifying Headphones. I didn't I see this coming. I genuinely thought this was an April, an early April <laughs> Fool's prank. And it wasn't, was it? It was, it was genuine, wasn't it? I, well, I, yeah, I think it, I think, I think it's real. So for, we'll put a link in the show notes, but for anyone who hasn't seen this, it's basically a pair of, headphones with a kind of mouth thing attached isn't it that wraps around your face across your mouth 
I think they call it the visor. So you can you can stow it away and it'll you know sit up there on the headband. But yeah, you've got this air purifying uh, visor that goes down and covers your mouth uh, and pumps filtered air into your face. Interestingly, uh, I, was, I was just googling it. And one of the, the second uh, Google suggestion is Dyson headphones, April Fools. Yeah, but it's not, is it? <clears throat> it is. Well, I don't, it might. It may turn out to be a really elaborate April Fools' prank. But they've. I mean, so I'm a Dyson customer. I, I I've got uh, you know I think their cordless vacuum cleaners are amazing. I've got one of their desk fans. Mrs. Rob's got their hair dryer. That she's named David Blowy. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, yeah, we, we, I, I'm into Dyson stuff. So I'm on their mailing list. Yeah, and the, yeah, if, if it's a if it's an April Fool, it's one thing to have an April Fool's bank where you sort of circulate this stuff on Twitter and you know the the, the tech community. It's quite another to email all of your customers. <laughs> so yeah, if it's if it's an April Fool's prank, it's. It's very elaborate, and yeah, I don't, I don't think it is. I mean, they claim that they've been working on it for six years, and they've made five hundred prototypes. And at no point did anyone at Dyson step back and think, "Is this, a, is this a good idea?" <laughs> this doesn't look real. I'm just looking through that. It's the first time I've looked at the Verge. We'll perhaps put the Verge article in there because it's, it's kind of they've written it seriously from the looks of it. There's just something about it that's not right. Uh, you know, no word on price yet. And it says um, the mask is removable and flips down for conversation mode. I, there's something about this that's not right. I don't think this is real. Hello? It's called The Zone. That's what it's actually called, isn't it? It's got a name. At least it charges over USB-C. That's uh, gets my thumbs up for that. <laughs> Does it? Oh, I'm getting one then. <laughs> charges everything. Um they even say it's comparatively bigger and bulkier than the pair than a pair of Sony XM4s. Well, yeah, because there's no mouth attachment on a pair of Sony's, is there? Um, okay, well, we'll see. I, I'm not convinced. I, I reckon by the end of today, obviously we're, we're recording on on the first of April. I think it will be revealed as a as a massive hoax, elaborate. Yeah. I, I give them that. I, it's extraordinarily elaborate. If this is a wind up, if it isn't, I'm definitely going to get a pair in. <laughs> That's what I suppose you got to, haven't you? You've got to try it, try it out. Headphone guy here. Wow. Okay. Uh, moving on to the iPhone. <laughs> might as well talk about some Apple stuff, might we? Apart from the studio display. Um, you talked about this a little while ago, and I thought it was really interesting back then. And it does seem that you were you're onto something because um, iPhone as a service is sounding fairly probable, isn't it? Well. It is and it isn't. So, I mean, at, at the time, so we yeah, we had a chat about this on a very early episode where, you know, it just the, these curious moves that Apple are making, you know, with their, they've, they've got their credit card now and, uh, you know, the, 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 the iPhone upgrade program and all this sort of stuff, all these sort of little steps towards a future where perhaps you might just get the hardware on which to consume their services as part of a, a premium subscription so like you know apple one max or something where not only are you paying for your iCloud and your apple tv plus and your fitness plus and your news and music and all of that sort of stuff but you're also paying a subscription to lease the equipment on which to enjoy those services mm. so as i said at the time it's not you know this is not a new idea it's not certainly not my idea analysts have been you know sort of asked asking you know is this does this make sense is this yeah. something that they might look at doing at some point in the future but yeah over the years we just we just seem to be edging closer and closer towards that and then just this week it was mark Gurman but bloomberg published a report saying uh that yeah there's there's a very real possibility that they are looking into iphone an iphone subscription service mm. and then curiously there was that uh there was that they they changed their trademark for for something from to to allow for subscription service. I think it might it may even have been Final Cut. Was it Final Cut, yeah, Final Cut Cloud. So yeah, there was a report on uh, I forget where that was. We we'll have to put the links in, but yeah, but essentially they, it's a very subtle change, like the categorization of their trademark, which 
wouldn't have previously allowed for a subscription-based, mm. you know, marketing of it. It's now been changed to cover that as well. Um, but yeah, and also the Apple bought a UK credit company, didn't they? Oh, did they? I, I didn't realise. Okay, I forget who it was. And again, we'll put we'll put some links in the notes. But yeah, so is the, it, that might be just for the purposes of rolling out Apple Card in the UK, or it might be another step towards this iPhone as a service that Mark Gurman's been talking about this week. Yeah, I like the idea of it. I think it's a, I think it'd be a, a good step forward, to be honest. Yeah, well, as, you know, when we discussed this before, we talked about how also, you know, as well as making these sort of strategic moves with, you know, get partnering, par- partnering with, you know, well, basically becoming a bank mm. with Apple Pay and Apple Card and all of that sort of stuff, but also just their full cycle recycling where, you know, they try and pretty much everything now that they're, they're putting out is recycled aluminium yep. and you know, they really encourage you to take your stuff back and they'll, they've even, they've built robots to dismantle iPhones and stuff. So, yeah. So you imagine this future where they've, you know, you've got this full, full cycle of, you know, you, you, you're, they make a bunch of devices, they loan them to you for two years, you're paying a hundred dollars a month and you get to enjoy everything that Apple has to offer. At the end of that two years, you send it back, they melt it down and make the next two years so you might get, get your old phone back in a in a future version, <laughs> bit, bits of it. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm all for it. I'd love to see that to make their products a, a bit more accessible. It sounds very Tim Cook, doesn't it, in terms of supply chain, maximising it, and yeah, well, and cash flow and cash flow, yeah, big time. But um, I, I, it's a, it's a smart a smart move if they go down, go down that route. Um, but the final cut thing that that's reminded me of another conversation we've we've been having on Discord, and uh, I've been having a bit of a to and fro with Martin, who, Martin who was on the podcast a few episodes back about this, um, and there was a, a rumor or a, a kind of screenshot, a supposed screenshot of something called Final Cut Cloud running on apparently an iPad. Um, and I th- I'm not sure if this was Mark German or someone else. I think it was someone else, wasn't it, who uh, reported it and. Um, they they said that this was uh, something that Apple was working on to do with Final Cut running on an iPad uh, over the cloud, um, and I kind of got very excited and nervous in in equal measure, really, because I, I think I've said before I'd I'd love to have Final Cut Pro on, on on the iPad, but completely reimagined for it, so it makes the best use of the touchscreen, finally makes use of that M1 chip. Um, I love that idea, but it won't work for someone like me if it's in any way hampered or kind of stripped of certain features or not compatible with third-party plugins. Basically, if it isn't the full-fat version of Final Cut Pro, it's just a non-starter immediately because I can't take the projects I'm working from here onto my iPad because I'll be missing things that I need to use. Um, Martin's view was that it should be a a cut-down version, which is more close to something like... um, iMovie which we've all, you know we already have already have iMovie but I don't know what you think about that it's I mean I know I know you don't obviously edit videos for a living but what what were your thoughts about it I think it might be a uh, a remote rendering service so at the moment you've got X, Xcode cloud where developers can compile and test their builds across a, a number of devices so you've got, you've got X, Xcode Cloud. So I think Final Cut Cloud is probably going to be something along those lines where perhaps it will upload your assets to the cloud and then it will process it there and then f- give you a rendered file back. Mm. So you, well, I, I can't see how that would be more efficient than running it through a M1 Max. No, I was just thinking that. Or an M1 Ultra. Um, I don't know. I, I just perhaps if you perhaps multi-format perhaps if you need to if you've got a, a particular workflow where you need to be able to output in a number of formats a number of resolutions you could, you could automate that by just pinging it off to hmm. to final cut cloud i don't know possibly i mean if they're, if they're planning on doing something with the library because the, the library is the most inefficient part of a final cut it's library files get absolutely massive it's just this single file that contains all of your kind of render render files and some of the original files 
and all sorts of things. But um, it just gets astronomically big. The, the, the longer your project gets, and the more stuff you put into it. This library file, I've had them. I've, I had a, um, a project that was about 30 minutes long, and the library file was about 1.5 terabytes. <laughs> and you look in it, and there's just not really anything in there. And you think, why is it so big? Yeah. Uh, so and so it's it gets, probably not going to be cloud storage for your library then. You wouldn't that think would, that wouldn't make any sense. Exactly. And, that, and that's the point I had really, where I was, I was thinking, as much as I'd love to have this thing where you could take whatever you, you're working on on your Mac and work on it on your iPad, realistically, and, and kind of. Um, you know, in, in, in the real world of the way that Final Cut Pro works with libraries, I just don't see how that's possible. Just because the, the weight of those files, they're just huge. Um, but who knows, maybe they'll do something with proxies or something. I, I, don't, I don't know, it's just, I'm, like I say, excited and nervous about them bringing Final Cut Pro to the iPad, if that's what they're doing. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I suspect it's going to be cloud-like Adobe Cloud. Adobe Creative Cloud, where... Yeah. Final Cut will move to a subscription model rather than a one-time fee, which would be cool for a lot of people because mm. it's what three hundred quid or something. It's a fair amount of money to to cough up. It's a big chunk. Although there are there are there's like a ninety day trial you can get directly from the uh, from the Apple website. Yeah, but uh, you know, so you so can it's possible to try it out before deciding whether or not it's worth paying three hundred quid for. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, if you could pay a monthly fee for it. That please a lot of people, I think. Yeah, Adobe is a really good example of how it can work. So Lightroom, for example, there's there's a, a different version of Lightroom on your Mac compared to the version that's on your iPad, but they can share the same library in Adobe Cloud. And it works absolutely flawlessly. And you get all of the pretty much, there might be one or two things reduced on the, on the iPad version, but 99% of it is there in terms of the functionality. Um, so you can go from one machine to the other and quite happily edit the exact same photo have all everything synced perfectly um and not lose any features so if it works yeah. like that i do for, for video is, is video is a different it's a very different beast isn't it to photos it is indeed so it well is. we'll see it may, it may be nothing it may be someone's just made it up but. it could be absolute rubbish couldn't it yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh tell me about the is it kana 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 one molecular drinks printer yeah so nick nick found this and it's just, uh, it's quite interesting. It's basically a really fancy soda stream. <laughs> awesome. So it's, a, it's this, this this new um, drinks machine, which has, you know, like a, a carbonation module and it has an alcoholic module and then it has like flavor modules that you can put in. And basically it can just make you pretty much any drink. Nice. But you pay per drink. So they will send you the the modules, the the flavor, the powders that make the flavors and everything, and they will build. And when you know when when any given canister runs out, they'll just set, ship you a new one free of charge. But yeah, every time you make a drink, that's registered, and then you you pay by the drink. So you know it, it's it's it, yeah, it's an it's an alcoholic soda stream or or like. Um, you know the the Coca Cola freestyle machines you see in Five Guys. Yes. Yeah. Where you can you can make a, I don't know, like a, a lime anything you want, basically. Fanta or yeah. you know, <laughs> vanilla, well, well, vanilla Coke's normal. Where you can buy vanilla Coke in bottles, can't you? But basically, you know, you can you got all of the the different sort of normal brands, and then you can you know combine them, mix it up a bit. Yeah. It's 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 basically one of those. But yeah, it looks very expensive, and that just it amused me that they are pitching it as a molecular drinks printer <laughs> when it's it's just a, the coca-cola freestyle machine it's a mini coca-cola freestyle machine yeah i'm not convinced i want to drink anything that comes out of a printer just using that word isn't great is it or molecular yeah it's not so, very tempting is it mm, <laughs> not, not very know. thirst quenching i'm not getting one for the studio before you ask that that xbox fridge <laughs> as far as i'm going i've not even used the xbox fridge yet because as you pointed out it's not really designed to be on all the time so i've bought some smart plugs i'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna put a smart plug on it but then i thought when what i'm gonna set that smart plug to do because when do i when do i know that i'm gonna need a, a, a nice fresh cold beverage from my xbox fridge when i've got a fridge in fairness downstairs yeah i've got a feeling it's just going to be behind me permanently as a a prop i think i like it though yeah, it's it's just a fun thing. I I I I got it because I like the whole 
the 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 memeiness of it. It's big, isn't it? It's bigger than I thought it would be. Um, oh, you can fit well eight cans in it, something like that. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah. three hundred thirty mil cans. I'd completely forgotten I'd ordered it, and it turned up. I was like, "What on earth is this?" And then, ah, it's the Xbox fridge that Rob made me buy. Um, yeah, yeah, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get a drinks printer. No chance. Um, Overcast. Well, I, well, oh, I, I think it's all. I don't know that anyone's seen it in the flesh yet. I think it's. Uh, there's been a lot of buzz about it. I think as Nick disco- Nick on the Discord server as he discovered it, I think we should get him to buy one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, moving on to the Overcast redesign very quickly. Um, this was, I mean, I don't know if, how many of our listeners use Overcast, but it's yeah, it's incredibly um, more. Well, what's the best way to put this? It's just a lot better than the the Apple Podcast app. Hundred percent yeah. by by quite a distance. Uh, independently developed. Um, I've used it for, for for many years, and they've he's redesigned it, hasn't he? Just uh, yeah, in the last week or so, there's a, the a whole UI overhaul, and it looks lovely, and still seems to work as reliably as it ever did. Yeah, it's got a number of cool features, like it'll sort of intelligently strip out silences, and it, it nice. it's got it it's got like a speed up function. I know lots of podcast apps have this, but that there, there's something about the Overcast one that. Sounds quite natural. It's, it sounds much better than mm. the podcast app equivalent of playing at one point five x. Yeah, um, and you can you can run it on your your Mac as well. Yeah, I saw that one. Right. Okay. Yeah, I, I saw. I think you noted this, and um, I've not tried it on the Mac yet. Have, have you? Have you tried it on the Mac? Yeah, it's lovely. Yeah, I don't. It's pod- the first real use I've found for being able to run iPad apps on your M one Mac. Yeah. Because you know, again, we had this discussion a while back, and I was yeah. like, I was, I tried to find some stuff that I thought I would use, just to, uh, yeah. But basically, it, it's, it seemed like a good idea on paper, but then the reality was, I couldn't find anything I actually wanted to use. But you know, the 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 Mac Podcasts app is a hot mess, isn't it? It's it's just horrendous. Yeah, I, I mean, to be fair, I don't tend to use my Mac for for podcast listening, but um, I've. I've dived into it a few times. And it's just—I mean, the, the the iOS version's horrible as well, but it's particularly horrible on the Mac, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, oh, yeah if you so if you haven't if you if you're into podcasts and you haven't given Overcast a go, you, you absolutely should, should. I think you should be listening to this on it definitely. I mean, it is well. I mean, it's, it's ad supported, isn't it? Yeah. So you can use it for free indefinitely, or you can uh, sling the developer like eight pounds a year or something. I think I think that's what I've done. The ads. Yeah, I don't think I've got ads on mine, but um, I think it's worth eight pounds a year. It's nothing, is it, for an, an indie developer keeping them going? Absolutely. Um, right, we're going to finish on nothing, basically, which is the nothing phone. And I hadn't seen the, in fact, I've not seen all of the launch event, but until yesterday when I just quickly had a, a skip through it, and um, they, it kind of lived up to its name, didn't it? Because they didn't show anything at all. Yeah, I mean, they've been building up this hype for weeks and you know carl pay had been you know spotted out and about with a mystery phone and so you know everyone was like oh they're going to announce their phone and they kind of did and didn't so they didn't show the actual phone they showed their their os yep look and feel which i think looks horrible they seem to be gunning after apple so they, they spent a load of time waffling on about building an ecosystem of products that all work harmoniously together and blah, 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 which is uh, it's bold. I'll give them that. Mm. Yeah, it, it, it was just a very odd event, wasn't it, from what I saw of it? Because he, he started talking about the design and then they, they kind of cut to this, um, this kind of footage of their, of their you know, these white lines and things appearing and stuff. And then it ended and there was nothing, no phone shown at all. And, he, and I think he even said, trust me, it looks really good. <laughs> yeah. So, so you're not giving the confidence. He, like, he, there was a, he went to great, there was a big section about, he was, they were, it was to do with like lack of innovation in the mobile market. And it's like, well, there is innovation, but no one buys it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's a reason you don't see it it's because because there have been some amazing projects you've got like google's project arrow which was like the modular phone never went anywhere you've got uh 
Well, foldables, they're yep. cool and all, but they haven't really set the world on fire, have they? They're, no. they're very niche. Um, and then, you, well, even OnePlus, they had the pop-up selfie cameras for a couple yep. of years. Do you remember those? What happened to I those? Do. Yeah. Well, they've gone because no one cares. So <laughs> I, I think the, the lack of innovation is just, well, it, we've arrived at the perfect product. It's exactly. Kind of, it's, it does what everyone wants it to do. It's all that people want, isn't it? I mean, even like OnePlus are a good example of a company that came in. They were a bit different. They were doing different things with the OS and like well, you, say, you know, you know, the, the the head guy at Nothing is he was one of the founders of OnePlus. I didn't know that. Uh, okay, that makes sense now. Then so yeah, so so you know, so I'm sure they'll they'll do all right because he's got previous in this space. Hmm. Um, and what's interesting? Well, all you got you've got. Um, remember the essential phone. That was also oh, yeah. a sort of modular phone. It was. Well, they right. nothing bought the carcass of Essential because Essential failed, right? Um, so they, they they bought what was left of Essential. And so I think that what they're doing here is very much, it's more Essential 2.0 than it is OnePlus yeah. 2.0. Yeah. Um, but they ended the, the presentation with like, PS, give us some money. <laughs> I didn't see that part. What 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 was the um, sign up? So they've got like a, a crowdfunding round, where you as a as a tech enthusiast can own a little piece of this tech movement, as they're you know sort of p- pitching it. Um, yeah, I this all seems very strange to me. It does. It's interesting from a from a news and sort of content point of view, isn't it? There's lots to talk about. They were boasting about how they've already had $150 million of VC and and then, oh, by the way. Well, they had the headphones, didn't they? The nothing headphones, which appear to have disappeared. Yeah, but they've kind of disappeared without trace, haven't they, from the the news? And I I haven't got a pair, personally, Um, but... I, what what more can you do with a phone? I get the impression this phone is going to be some kind of like see-through, um, just a normal slab of you know, glass and aluminium, basically. It's not going to be anything special, is it? I don't know what more they can do with it. Um, very strange. Yeah. Oh, and they were late. They were late to their own presentation. I spotted that because I, I looked. <laughs> I, I, I accessed the, uh, the 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 stream that had been recorded, and there's this massive section of it with nothing happen. Literally nothing happening. And right yeah. at the end is the the actual presentation. So yeah, so they, they spent ages hyping up this uh, this announcement they were going to make, and then yeah, it was about ten minutes late. Crazy. I imagine they had some last minute technical issues. It happens, but yeah, turning up late to your own hype machine is 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 silly you wouldn't catch us doing that on the 8 or 16 podcast. We're, we're always on time even though we're recording this a day late which we, we won't break the fourth wall but we um we both well, I, know, I, well, I, I think we should yeah but i we, we normally record on a thursday and uh, i messed up you went swimming basically i went swimming but i got i got a free inflatable from you a did, yeah. member of the public so it was worth it in that in that case yeah so when it went out when i took the uh took the three-month-old to the swimming pool first experience of the of the swimming pool and yeah a kind lady came over and said oh do you want this you know baby flotation device my son's too big for it now and uh, we said yes thank you very much and put put her in it and uh, absolutely loved it <laughs> what a day but yeah no i was just i mean what what happened is i because we, we've got we rescheduled a, a future podcast for a different time yep. and i changed yesterday's by mistake so when i had a quick glance at my calendar for the morning oh cool free morning go for morning, a swim nice. <laughs> yeah it wouldn't have worked anyway because i had to go back for a carpet man it was oh yeah how did so. that go how's your carpet fine all done yeah it's in the nursery <laughs> funny enough it's the nursery carpet oh. so it's quite an important one but um yeah yeah this is the exciting stuff that happens behind the scenes at eight sixteen. It's, it's just one long party, isn't it? Really, basically. <laughs> um, I think we've exhausted the the, the list. We've we finished on nothing, which is probably the not the first time we've finished on nothing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a, ni- a nice a nice um, combination of topics there, as always. If you could put our our podcast in a category, it would be impossible, wouldn't it? I think. Sort of Apple stuff, but. You know, we, there's so many other things we talk about. We, we, yeah, we talked about a molecular drinks printer today. I don't think there's podcasts for that either. 
the podcast. I, I, yeah, I think it's all it's all technology, isn't it? It's all tech, isn't it? Yeah. It's nothing cerebral or uh, you know <laughs> of, of any value, really. But yeah, it's all <laughs> all tech. One slight issue is that we'll probably never get a sponsor because no one will, will, can work out who our audience is <laughs> or <laughs> what tech we're going to talk about from one week to the next. There you go. All good stuff. Right, okay, I'm going to go and block uh, Sky from my phone so they don't ring me and uh, move house so they can't send letters to me to bring me back. Uh, good plan. <laughs> Cheers, Rob. <laughs> See ya.